Welcome back to the pastor's table. Oh, we get to do another episode and we're going to be talking about loving people today. That's going to be an awesome subject. So get your pen, get your paper. It is the new year. Maybe don't get some popcorn, maybe get some water this time, but it's going to be a great, great episode. Welcome back to the next season of the pastor's table. When we were closing out last year, the Lord had put a word in our hearts back in in November, and we've talked about it as pastors and what the Lord was saying. Lots of times when we hear a prophetic word, we we put our own interpretation on them and, and interpret them from our personal experience. But we also realize that we're people, we have experiences. So we're going to talk a little bit about the spirit of right fellowship because after Christmas, everybody probably needs a little refreshing <laughs> on what right fellowship is. In Philippians chapter two, verse one, it says, if there be therefore any consolation in Christ, any comfort of love, and, and that's, yes, any fellowship of the spirit, uh, of, uh, if any bells and mercies. And so often when we talk about fellowship of the spirit, we, we think, well, we're just gonna get along. But we know people don't just get along. Mm-hmm. We're pastors. We know this. And it's not because we're brilliant or smart or anything like that. We're also people. We understand that people have troubles getting along. But God, who loves all of us and recognizing we are his children, we don't want to act like children either. But we want to learn how to have godly fellowship. And if we allow God to come into our life and work it and work the basics once again, while it may seem like a refresher to you, it's always good to be fresh with the word. Allow him today as we talk about this to really hear in your heart how Jesus will have us behave one toward another, how he would have those bowels of love flow to one another and how we can love each other better. Mm-hmm. But we have to be open, right? Mm-hmm. Amen. Amen. I mean, even when you... Uh, Much of the New Testament addresses how Christians should be behaving one to another. Mm -hmm. Most of it does. Mm -hmm. A lot of it does. Even if we, from the verse that we just read, immediately in verse 2, fill up and complete my joy by living in (laughs) harmony and being of the same mind in one person. So it immediately begins to give you instruction Mm -hmm. on how to live one with another in in harmony and in the spirit of right fellowship as we've been talking about. So the New Testament is full of instructions on Christians, on how Christians should be behaving one to another. And it's, it's interesting to me, quite often we take a lot of that as good suggestions. Mm. <laughs> as though the Bible were full of good suggestions on how to behave. So you can pick this one or not pick that other one or, oh, I like this, I don't like that. Or this applies to me today, this does not apply to me today. And that's not how the Bible is written. You know, Jesus didn't give a suggestion when he said, love one another as I have loved you. That wasn't the great suggestion. Mm -hmm. It was a commandment and for a reason, because uh, whether we feel like it or not, the commandment still stands Mm -hmm. as a commandment. Mm -hmm. And it's also because he's in charge and we're not. Mm -hmm. So, you know, in in a situation like in in the military, which is an obvious uh, example, um, the commanding officer does not give a suggestion. No. Hey, you know, no. I'd like you guys, you know, if you, if you don't mind to get your things together and march up that hill and take the hill. If you don't mind. If you don't mind. Yeah. Otherwise, what you can do, you could do, he doesn't give options, no. the commanding officer. It's march up that hill and take it. Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. 
It's a command. There's no other options there. And if someone does not obey, then they get in trouble yeah. because they're not, they're not obeying the command. But it's not a suggestion. And often we look at our lives in that, from that perspective of, well, I'm in charge. So therefore, whatever the Bible says is a good suggestion to me, mm -hmm. and I can take it or leave it depending on whether I feel it will benefit my life or not. Mm -hmm. And that's not Christianity. No. And I think sometimes we, we take the commandment part a little seriously in the wrong way. Mm -hmm. um, I'm going to come and straighten you out. <laughs> and that doesn't work right, no. <laughs> for sure. And I think that, that that's where we get into trouble with people. Sure. You know, we want to we want to make sure they're living right. Well, hey, how about that mirror? What's it saying when you look in it? Yeah. Right. Yeah. That the whole scripture about, you know, check the little check the plank in your own eye before you check the speck in your own, in somebody else's eye is, is, you know, really what we're talking about. Are, are you right with God? Do you have the gumption? Do you have the the fortitude to be able to humble yourself before the Lord and say, OK, Lord, Where's the plank in my eye before I go and help this person with the speck in their eye? You know, and it, that was a real revelation to me before I, I used to be really concerned about the um, speck in everybody else's eye uh, and making sure that, that, that their eyes were all clear and, and they were seeing right before, <laughs> before I had a look at the plank in my own eye. And the reality that I came to is, is that I can't help that other person um, with a, a true heart until I've allowed the Lord to take care of the plank in my own eye. Mm -hmm. and, mm -hmm. and, and it helps me to see clearly, in, yeah. in kind of metaphorically, it helps me to see clearly and hear clearly the Lord when I allow Him to deal with what's going on in me to be able, and then it comes out of love to be able to help that other person. Mm -hmm. yeah. where, where is that verse exactly? Do you recall? Uh, nope. Can't remember it all. It's in the Gospels. Yeah, <laughs> so, yeah I know it it's is. in the Gospels. <laughs> it so is. The reason why I wanted to go to it. It's right down here. The reason I wanted to go to it is because it actually says that you cannot, until the plank is removed from your own eye, mm -hmm. you can't see clearly yeah. to help yeah. remove the speck from someone else's. Yeah. You don't even have the ability to do that. Yeah. Mm -hmm. While you're searching, I think that some real, real situations of what that plank looked like while he's finding that scripture, we often hear the conversations that you're judgmental, mm -hmm. you're, you're judging me. And as soon as, as people start scrapping and they say, oh, you know, well, only the world talks that way. Oh, no, 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 <laughs> we know. Yeah. Well, you're judging me. Mm -hmm. So one of the conversations that I, I had with them, oh, you're judging me, you just da, 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 da. I said, well, actually I am judging you. Shock them, <laughs> I am judging you. Matthew chapter seven verse three. Yeah. Okay. Matthew. It's also in Luke. Yes. I was close. And and I think that it's that kind of language. That's that's a plank situation where you, if you admit the plank, now you've got. I mean, it was such a shock in that particular conversation when I said, "Well, actually, I am. I, I judge things all the time." And they were so shocked that they would say that. Yeah. I, so are they? <laughs> exactly. That was that, well. Well, they're judging. I must be judging you right now. And so that was that. It was fun, but it wasn't that fun. No. If you know what no. I mean, yeah. mm -hmm. it, it made it made for some tension in the room. But then it, we all laughed, and that broke the tension. But then we got down to a real conversation. Yeah, you know, mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. uh, the truth is, we every person judges all the time. I'd rather have beef today or chicken. Mm -hmm. That's a judgment. Yes, it is. You know, but 
I realize they're talking about emotions and you're judging mm -hmm. me in my actions. And actually I was. And that's mm -hmm. the truth. Like what yeah. you were saying. Yeah. We're, we're saying, you know what, that, that thing you're doing, that really sucks. Mm -hmm. I, I, there's no other way to say it. I mm -hmm. mean, that's how we talk, right? Mm -hmm. That's how mm -hmm. people talk that way. What you're doing is hurting me. What you're doing is not nice. You're going to read it or you want me to read it? You go ahead. Okay. Well, I'm going to read it in the, in the Amplified. So Matthew chapter 7, starting in verse 3. Mode. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Why do you stare from without at the very small particle that is in your brother's eye but do not become aware of and consider the beam of timber that is in your own eye. Mm -hmm. That is the amplified. Or, or, how, or how, verse four, how do you, or how can you say to your brother, let me get the tiny particle out of your eye when there is the beam of timber in your own eye? You hypocrite. First get the beam of timber out of your own eye, and then you will see clearly to take the tiny particle out of your brother's eye. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah. Mm -hmm. and, and it happens so easily. Yeah. We just got to point at that little thing. Why are you yelling at people all the time? Yeah. But you're yelling at that person when you're saying it. Yeah. <laughs> right? Yeah. Isn't that how it goes? Yeah. Why are you doing that? Well, mm -hmm. wait a minute. Who looks angry now? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Why are you angry? What's it got to do with you? Yeah. Well, you know what? I, um, in school all the time, we're always trying, I'm trying to investigate. Like there's, one side of the story, there's the other side of the story, and then there's the actual truth <laughs> of the story. <laughs> but I think many times that we are we are approaching people by how we understand the world. And mm -hmm. so we under have yeah, our understanding. So good, yeah. And so if we think that people are like greedy, then you know, we could see that everywhere. And mm -hmm. then like, you know, that's that beam mm -hmm. that that filter that we're seeing people yeah. They're all greedy. They're out to, all out to get me. Mm -hmm. And so then we approach and therefore we come to people and come to interactions in a different way, like with our guard up. Mm -hmm. And when you come to mm -hmm. someone with your guard up, like the other side feels the need to like, they need to put their guard up, mm -hmm. you know, and, and, and we, and then there's this kind of gnashing together. Um, but we have our way of looking at things. And what I liked about in, in Philippians there, it mm -hmm. said that we need to be like-minded. Mm -hmm. Yes. Mm -hmm. And it's not meaning that I'm going to come to Pastor Gwen and I need to be like her like-minded. Mm -hmm. It's mm -hmm. not that way. Mm -hmm. We're being like Christ-minded. Mm -hmm. That's right. And that as we are all seeing the way Jesus sees things in the world, then we're going to see things a little bit differently and we're going to act differently towards one another. Mm -hmm. Not through our filter, not through how we are supposed to see things, but how he sees things. Yeah. Like I think about like, you know, when all the people came to him, you know, and they were whining and complaining and, and, and you know, he didn't. He didn't go, oh, look at those whiners and complainers. <laughs> they're all whining and they all come to me. They're all whining and they're all complaining and they all come to me with all their problems. No, they all came and he and he just was like, look, he looked at them and he said he, he felt that they were like sheep without a shepherd. Yeah. You know, and he was moved with compassion. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And then out of that, he followed through with whatever, like giving them words, um, praying for them and healing them and 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 you know, talking about them, about their worries. Like, here is God, he, here is Jesus, God walking in the earth, a man walking there, and he could tell them anything. 
He could reveal God, like, like so many things, but he's telling them not to worry. Mm-hmm. Think about the birds, yeah. how he, <clears throat> you know, how he feeds them. Think about the flowers, how he clothes them. And he met them where they were at. And so if we got to be more Christ-minded, like-minded, like him, mm-hmm. we'll be able to come to those situations and not have the word that we think should be said, but the words that should actually be said. <clears throat> you think about Matthew 7 in, in the context of what you're talking about. So when you allow the Lord to take that beam of timber out of your own eye, you get the experience of how Jesus is dealing with you in That's love, right. mm-hmm. compassion, grace, mercy, and peace. And so he's dealing with a problem in your life in that way, and you get to experience that firsthand. And then you get the revelation of that and allow the Lord to work through you when, if you see something in, or helping somebody with somebody uh, with something in their life, <coughs> excuse me, then you have that revelation of, okay, this is how the Lord um, dealt with me. Mm-hmm. How that, that I just, I didn't feel put down. I didn't feel condemned. I didn't feel anything like that. I knew there was conviction in me. I knew there was something wrong in me, and I allowed the Lord, through His love, mm-hmm. to fix that, to get that plank out of my eye. And then that changes our perspective, and it brings us into, like you said, like-mindedness of Jesus, unity in the Spirit, hearing the Holy Spirit, and then, you know, then you walk with people, and it's, it's to use a, a kind of a worldly term, it's a natural progression of that things just happen by the move of the Holy Spirit and you're not necessarily purposely helping that person, but you are helping that person because you're hearing the Holy Spirit and just spending time with them and talking with them and helping them and mm-hmm. it brings revelation, it brings uh, eyes opened. It, it just, mm-hmm. oh, it's just a wonderful thing. I just, yeah. it was such a change in my life and I was just so blessed yeah. by that revelation. I mm-hmm. think that word you use natural. Mm-hmm. And as we talk about this, one of the, the difficulties we have as Christians is that we then try to put on Christian behaviors. <laughs> yes. And so that's how we get into trouble and why we don't resolve some of our conflicts between us and, and have problems relating to each other. So we're so busy with the Christian mask. I think I mm. should behave this way. What would Jesus do? I'm going to pretend to be like him. Instead of allowing like that natural course, and mm-hmm. and while we're using a lot of Christian terms and things like that, I don't want people hearing or watching today to think that oh well, I'm just going to perform what it says. No, mm-hmm. what he was talking about is a transformation yeah. in his heart. When yeah. the when the beam comes out, it's because God's done a work and helped you see yeah. and helped you understand. Mm-hmm. You will still be you in the morning, but just with God working through you. Amen. You won't suddenly turn into, you know, the King James flowing out of your mouth. <laughs> and and it's easy to fall in. We, we, well, we laugh because we all know mm-hmm. it was easy to fall into the trap mm-hmm. of Christian behaviors rather than Christian change by Jesus Christ. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it's different. Yeah. yeah, it is. I think that's part of the reason why he uses the term hypocrite. Yeah. Yes. Because hypocrite is a play actor. Mm-hmm. Someone who acts one way on the outside, but is not that way on the inside. Yeah. Mm-hmm. There's an insincerity, there's incongruency between how I'm acting on the outside versus mm-hmm. how I really am mm-hmm. in my heart on mm-hmm. the inside. Mm-hmm. But one of the things that, you're, that I found interesting here is 
Jesus' command here is to, you know, well, basically saying his instruction is to take the beam out of your own eye. Mm-hmm. The thing is, is that you'll discover you cannot do that. Yeah. yeah. You can't take There's the beam out of your own eye. <laughs> you simply cannot. First of all, you don't even know that it's there. Yeah. yeah. That's right. And so. You're whacking people with it. Yeah. He, yeah exactly. And he's talking about it from that perspective because, you know, we're people. We see it from our own perspective very often. But what he's saying is that if you attempt to take the beam out of your own eye, you'll realize that. You, you can't even really identify the beam. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, in, and, and if you can identify the beam, you can't remove the beam on your own. Mm-hmm. It's too big for you to remove on your own. Yeah. You simply cannot do it. Mm-hmm. And that's the one thing that Christians, at some point in their walk, they'll get to that, that point when mm-hmm. they realize, I cannot change me mm-hmm. enough. Mm-hmm. I can make minor changes here and there, but with the standard that God outlines in His Word, I cannot do this. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so a person will, if they're walking with the Lord, they will come to a point where they realize, I must have His help yeah. to see the beam yeah. and to remove the beam. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And when they do, they realize that He helped me see it, He helped me remove it, and now I'm free from it. And that's the perspective yeah. that helps each person then realize if I couldn't remove the beam from my own life, I certainly can't remove the speck from someone else's either. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Come on. Yeah. Hearing these things will help the next time you have to be with family. Some of you are still in recovery mode because it's January <laughs> from, from the extra family times you've had over the holidays. And so we want to know that we love you. God loves you. And, and there's things that you can't resolve, you can't mm-hmm. fix, you can't even see why there's a problem. Mm-hmm. And there may be a real problem. Mm-hmm. Truthfully, there are problems people have. And it comes down to one of the things that we've noted through years. One simple thing. You're going to be so shocked. What's that simple thing? They don't know how to forgive or they don't want to. Mm-hmm. Really. That's the bottom line. I cannot personally make anyone forgive me. Mm-hmm. There was a time years ago and I had made some, uh, I, I've done some things in my life I'm not proud of. And I had uh, gone to this person, a family member, and I said, I know I really messed up in my life. And I know I disappointed. I know I didn't live out the way I was supposed to live. And, and in that you were hurt. And I, I, my actions were wrong. I'm terribly sorry. I mean, I, did, I never made excuses for my behavior. I made it straight that I was wrong. I made it straight that that I was it was my fault, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. And I said, "Please forgive me. I'm so very sorry." And they looked across me, silence for a little bit, and they said, "Oh, I'll never forgive you." I was a little stunned, to be honest. Mm-hmm. I, I really was. Mm-hmm. And and I'm like, "Oh." Well then, <laughs> it's kind of the end of the conversation, mm-hmm. and and uh, at that point, it was it was actually one of the few times in my life I've I've audibly heard the voice of God, mm-hmm. and He said, "It's okay, I have," mm-hmm. oh. and and I was young, you know, I was like twenty five, and I got up free, mm-hmm. not because and and, I, and that's when you realize. Forgiveness has nothing to do with feelings. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's right. It had everything to do with, with acknowledging I had a plank. Mm-hmm. 
Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. <laughs> acknowledging I was at fault without mm -hmm. excuse. I didn't make excuses for my behavior. I didn't say I was having a bad day. I didn't say I freaked out because, because of pressure or anything else going on. I was just wrong. Mm -hmm. and, and Jesus forgave me. Yeah. And I was free. Mm -hmm. If people would come to that simple place, mm -hmm. even today right now, you might have had a terrible blow with, with some of your relatives over the season. They may not forgive you, but you can be forgiven, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. That's Amen. right. Amen. Amen. Should we pray quick? Yeah. Yes. All right. Mm -hmm. Go ahead, Ann. <laughs> Father, I thank you for your help. Yeah. That you're a help in time of need. Yeah, that's right. And I thank you even now that mm -hmm. uh, as Pastor Gwen was even speaking, that, mm -hmm. that people were pricked mm -hmm. and they realized the error of their Jesus. ways. Yeah. And I thank you, Lord, that, uh, that, that just with the I'm sorry, mm -hmm. that, that forgiveness is released, mm -hmm. forgiveness from you. Thank you, Jesus. And I thank you, Lord, that you're healing the hearts of the people within yeah. the sound of my voice. That's right. yeah. I thank you, Father, that, they, that you heal hearts. And I thank you, Lord, for boldness to get up, mm -hmm. boldness to go out amongst these people, mm -hmm. knowing that they haven't had forgiveness extended toward yes, them. Yes, yes. But standing in strength, knowing that you have forgiven them. Mm -hmm. yeah. I thank you, Lord, that we can act and respond differently to people mm -hmm. and that we don't have to treat others how they deserve to be treated, mm -hmm. but we can treat them with love and kindness, mm -hmm. not of ourself, mm -hmm. but flowing from you. Mm -hmm. I thank you that we walk in your love mm -hmm. and your grace and your mercy towards others. And I thank you that we can see clearly now that the beams are being removed. Yes. Mm -hmm. The beams are all being removed. Thank you, Jesus. And we can see again. Mm -hmm. Amen. 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 God bless you.